and welcome to Sheffield Hopcast, our first episode of uh, a new year. Welcome to 2021. Not a lot's changed, to be honest, but we'll talk about that um, as we uh, as we go through uh, this evening. Uh, the theme for our podcast this week is uh, dry or try, because um, obviously we are in the midst of uh, dry January. A few people doing that, or dry January, if you want to say that, uh, and also triannuary as well so we've got those two different things going on one obviously which is encouraging people to have a month off the beer the other which is encouraging you to kind of you know moderate but to try some new stuff that maybe you've not had before so um each member of the uh, panel and our guest this evening uh, you have the choice of whether or not you try uh, a new beer or whether or not you go dry so let's see who is doing what and uh let's say hello to adam first of all new year um, yeah, I've stuck with the um, the alcohol-free this time. Um, I've gone for a ghost ship by Adnams, which is available in full strength as well. And it's a bit of a classic beer, I suppose. It's kind of bridges that traditional and sort of more modern craft brewing. I think they were one of the first people to use citra in a beer. So I'm assuming they use the same hops in these things, but um, this is a 0.5% version. Um, value for money as well, 500 mil. Um, I have had it before, and it is one of the, the alcohol-free beers, which I do think... Um, kind of stands up on its own, I suppose. Um, it's got a good, doesn't have that kind of chemically taste that some some of the kind of lower down the pecking order uh, alcohol-free beers um, tend to have. So enjoy this one. What what is its strength normally? It's not particularly strong. Beer four point five, four point five, I think something like that. It's under five, but yeah. Cool, good stuff. All right, uh, Laura. Laura is wearing her uh, a new jumper. Uh, do you call it a jumper? It's not really a jumper, is it? Is it a jacket, cardigan? It's like a, some kind of cross between a cardigan and a woolly poncho. I don't really know. It's really warm and really cosy. And it was a tenner from a weigh-in vintage shop in Leeds when we got on our uh, little mini break back in September. And it was one of the hottest days of the year and I had to carry it around Leeds all day, but I'm pleased I did. See, I bet everyone thought that you were absolutely loon for buying like a massive, big, thick cardigan cross poncho. And now who's laughing, eh? You you get the last laugh on that one. (laughs) Uh, What direction have you gone in uh, beer-wise? So, I mean, you know, I'm not very good at sticking to these rules that we make ourselves. So I've gone... Sort of in between, in a way. I've brought a two percent low alcohol beer. I've gone for a grapefruit and lemon Ocasim Radler, um, because I think really I'm more of a instead of a non-alcoholic beer, I would generally prefer to choose like either something shandyish or um, one of the kind of new sodas that are popping up. Uh, so I've been. I think I've had a cloud water soda on um, one of our earlier recordings. Um, I've just put a, an order in with Square Root in London who make sort of mixes and sodas that, and they're kind of promoting as, a, as an alternative for people doing dry January, but still something tasty. So, um, but that hasn't arrived yet. So yeah, I've gone for on my kind of shandy side and a 2% Radler. So um, I got this from Jabarwaki on London Road uh, just before Christmas. I think I think that does fit nicely in the middle, so you're kind of straight down the the line. I'm interested yeah. to see what the percentages of people that go 
dry versus uh, try. Um, I'm going to go next. So um, I see I've been on a weird journey this week with my beer selection because my intention was to go dry and I was going to get the alcohol free version of Club Tropica or Tropicana, whatever it's called now from um, Tiny Rebel. I've seen it in a couple of places and thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I stopped and kind of had a moment and I thought, see, the reason that I like that beer is it, it tastes like lilt, but like, you know, made into a beer so surely if you take the alcohol out then what you're left with is <coughs> so i i struggled to get my head around the idea of it so went in Have a completely a different direction so you brought a kind of lilt i didn't bring a kind of lilt i did think about that i thought that'd be really <laughs> funny wouldn't it it's a lot cheaper um but no so i've i've gone uh i've gone try and i am uh if you can see that it's a north uh beer and this is uh their dark lager with Don Zonko. So uh, dark lagers are something that I've never really particularly explored very much. I think I probably have had a couple, but um, not not a style that I particularly get into. So I thought this is something quite new for me. Um, not particularly boozy, 4.5%. So um, I thought, yeah, good selection. Not had a North beer for a while. So looking forward to this. That's mine. Uh, Sean, what direction have you gone in? Um, I'm a, a trier, uh, largely because of, uh, of my memory, uh, James. We, in the shop, we've got uh, uh, no alcohol beers from Sam Smith, from Thornbridge, uh, Egeer in Norway, Lervig. Uh, we've got all no alcohol coming this week. Uh, Lucky Saint coming this week as well, but I forgot all about it. And, uh, and so I am a trier. I have no... Uh, no alcohol beer in the house. Uh, I've never actually done a, a, a dry period other than me and Deborah have a drink on a Monday night and then don't drink again until Thursday. That is our dry period uh, each week. So we're pretty consistent with that. But other than that, I've never actually gone a, a, a long period without having a, a drink. The beer I've gone for tonight, is it, it's a fancy pants sounding beer, salted caramel, Chocolate donut stout, seven uh, percent. It's from a brewery actually, Umbad, who uh, we started to stock over the last six months or so. And despite the fancy pants nature of the ingredients, salted caramel, chocolate donut stout, I've always found with Umbad, we're based in Brighton, by the way, down on the, the south coast. Uh, they do deliver. Um, they have a beer called Bueno Shake, uh, which is lovely chocolate sort of hazelnut. Um, they've just released a, a bit well tart sour I've not had it but lots of customers who have bought it have really praised it as well and so I think a, a brewery on the up for 2021 happy new year to everyone by the way uh, but yes I'm going for a seven percent donut chocolate salted caramel stout a real a real try it sounds good that Sean I can't mm. I can't disguise that mm. it does sound like a cracking beer although not entirely kind of a sunday night beer but it does I've go big sometimes of, it does it yeah is, it I, i've got i've got a, a couple of hoppy beers uh, in the fridge to have uh, after this from north riding and five towns so i thought uh, let's just go dark a uh, nice winter job uh, it's pouring really beautifully gorgeous head on it um oh excuse me i'm forgetting everyone can see that already i, I thought i was describing that and just uh, verbally well, I mean, people listening to the podcast obviously can't, so <laughs> a splendid job, of as ever. 
Good stuff. Right, we have a guest with us, uh, Robin. Hello, good evening. Um, just kind of in your own words, tell us who you are and why you're here and what your beer is. Um, I'm Robin. I um, I run AF Beer Club, which is a um, monthly subscription service to alcohol-free beers. Um, every month we send um, eight different AF beers out to customers. Um, and yeah, it's obviously getting, been more and more popular over the last few months with... Um, with people kind of thinking about their drinking over lockdown and then obviously going into dry January as well. And, you know, it's just a section of the beer market that's just going to keep growing and growing. Um, and I'm, I'm based in Sheffield. So um, I set it up here in the summer in my house um, and then it's grown on a bit since then. And we're up to about 100 members now that get the monthly boxes. Um, so, yes, it's going really well. And I sort of do all this, loads of stuff on social media as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's going really well and it's just great to have sort of a community, um, not just in the UK, but around the world who uh, they love beer and they also like alcohol-free beer. You know, it's, they, their passion is for beer as a whole, I think, a lot of the members. Um, but they want something for those, you know, like, like Sean said, Monday to Thursday, um, where, you know, you don't want to have your 7.8% beers uh, or, or yeah, or people that don't drink at all. So that's that's what the AF Beer Club is. Well, good stuff. And what have you? Uh, what are you? What are you supping at the moment? Um, I've got actually. Sean mentioned it just now. It's the uh, Sam Smith Brown Ale, another good winter one. Um, yeah, straight off the shelf. You know, not in the fridge or anything. Nice and nice and warm. And yeah, really nice winter alcohol-free beer. Actually, they were one of quite a few um sort of bigger breweries more traditional breweries that um launched um alcohol free options last year um so it's good to see more and more craft breweries big breweries getting into the into the market as well i've never heard yeah, some listed an alcohol free beer well, i think it's the new it's, I think it's yeah. this this last year and then yeah i've not seen yeah. that one before either yeah it's um yeah it's sort of back end of last year i think uh they had it in, um, I can't remember what the, is it called Church? The place at the back of, mm. um, yeah. <laughs> I the, uh, the vegan and... Yeah, we went place. in there one night and they, they had it in there with a load of the Nirvana beers as well. Um, Nirvana, or a alcohol-free brewery, completely alcohol-free brewery in London. Um, and yeah, they had a load of their beers in there as well. Then the last one I had was um, the, the, the Northern Monk one, which is based on the, is it the... Striding Edge kind of alcohol-free version of that, mm. I think. Well, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was really good. I wasn't even planning on buying it, actually. It was, um, I was in Bar Stewards picking up something for an episode for this, actually. If you, it was the, when I had that uh, pasta or sour, and um, somebody in there said, have you tried this yet? And I, I'm, I always, we've always been, we've always shouted quite loud about like low alcohol beers. And I thought, mm. you know what? You know, that, that, that beer at 2.8, I think it was, the one that's up from that, was really good. And I thought... It's really worth trying that, and it were it was really really good. Like really, yeah, I didn't, they, didn't feel like I'm missing anything. They took they took a lot of time developing that um, to make sure it was it was right. You know, they I think they really they had like samples in in the summer, um, and then it was only sort of December time when they released it um, to a wider audience. So I think yeah, there's a risk of getting out too early and it not being as good as like you know I think they're perfectionists, and they've just released another one as well. You, is it um? Faith, they're, they're big oh, right. they've done a, a well, Holy Faith. 
Yeah. Brilliant. We've, I mean, we've talked about um, certainly low alcohol uh, beers and um, alcohol free beers a a few times. I think, you know, I've kind of told the story of, I remember when, you know, Calibre was the only thing that was available on the market. And then it was just Bex Blue was the only thing that's available on the market. How far it's come since, I mean, barely a decade ago is just insane really like you, you don't go in bottle shops now uh, and and find that they don't have an alcohol free section mm. they all do um and and it's you know it's become a, a a really big um part of the market which is important because it wasn't and it it, it kind of needed to be taken seriously it was almost a bit jerky wasn't it like alcohol free beer a few years ago so the fact that you know it, you've you've got really big breweries that are doing some really good beers and and laura i remember an episode back end of last year you had one of the cloud water sodas um which is that's alcohol free isn't it and and you had uh hotburn from uh from from yeah. that because it was just so powerful yeah. It's just brilliant that we've got all that so much stuff that's happening in that space now that just gives so many options. Um Robin then what what's your kind of backstory then? What what led you to to that point? Have you um just just never been like an alcohol drinker? What what's kind of like your your story? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I was a big big drinker actually. <laughs> like a kind of normal drinking at uni and then um getting into craft beer. Uh, you know, when you get a job and you have a bit of money and you realise that there's nicer beers than like four packs of Carly, <laughs> then yeah, and then yeah, loved it all. You know, visiting brewery, um, beer festivals, just really, really love it. Got into it, um, and then probably about two, about two years ago, just over two years ago now, I just had a. Actually, it was January time, so I decided I was going to have a little break from it, and then. Um, I think I did six weeks off um, and then went back to drinking again um, and t- kind of just fa- found it, it just affected me a lot more and I didn't really, and I just didn't enjoy it as much as I did before. Um, so I had a bit, yeah, and then, then, then after that, I decided I was just going to knock it on the head for a bit, just see how it goes. And it ended up being 18 months, I think I went, I didn't, didn't know any anything over one percent so technically 0.5 is is sort of alcohol free but um i wanted to see what else is in that in that space if there's anything weird and different like uh and then since then as well like before christmas i started drinking a little bit um you know like the low ones we've been speaking about um stuff like the yeah the super striding stage and the whiplash and stuff like that um which has been really interesting to sort of see the so now before I was judging the alcohol free beers sort of against my memories of alcohol beers and now I can go to the alcohol beers and kind of compare them to what I like in alcohol free beers if that makes sense so mm. even stuff like I didn't I had like the beak there's I think there's a 3.5 percent beak beer um I had before Christmas and I just found it just so just overwhelmingly hoppy. Like it was just like just so much. And I'm sure before it would have just felt like a weak sort of table beer that I would have, you know, drunk easily. But now going to it, I just I, I, I just I don't know, I kind of look at it in a different way. So but now I just sort of save myself for um, you know, when when the pubs are open, I think might I might have a couple of pints of 
of car scale, but I don't think I'm that keen on drinking too much again. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just I just love beer. And when I stopped drinking, I didn't really want to give up on that whole world. Um, so I made it kind of my hobby to get as involved in that as I could. So um, since then, I've yeah, I've put on loads of events and obviously set up the, the, the box, um, subscription box and yeah, kind of promoting that side of the, the beer industry. So you, find, you find it, that, sorry, go on, Laura, you, you go first. I was just going to say, the, uh, we've kind of touched on it briefly before, but the amount of choice that's kind of available now and the number of breweries that are kind of taking steps towards releasing something a little bit different, whether it is a, a soft drink option or a low alcohol beer, is just, I think because we had a dry month, I think it was maybe four years ago, and there was very, very little choice available. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, now the fact that it's not just the bigger breweries, but it is people like Northern <coughs> and um, that kind of thing that, and as the specialist breweries like Nirvana and Big Drop as well. Um, it's just, it's really exciting that it's just made, for me, I think it's, it's kind of difficult for me to kind of get too involved in that side of thing when I work for a brewery that doesn't offer an alcohol-free option but it's all part of to me making the beer industry as a whole more accessible and available to more people and working together to to achieve that so yeah I think it's absolutely yeah I think and it it gives um yeah it it gives the whole that that part of the industry when the big breweries do the bigger breweries and the craft names that we know when they do get involved in it 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 doesn't become like a laughing stock anymore like we said before like it gives it a bit of a bit of oomph and, and you've got those reputations going into it. So um, yeah, I think now it's just it kind of, it's just been normalised. I think now if if you went into I think when we go back to pubs, I think we'll see it, it, we'll see draft AF beer. I think, but you know, people drinking non-alcoholic beer is it's just it'll be normal. Like we won't even question it. Um, and yeah, and that's that's through all the hard work that, that that all the breweries have put into it. Like you know, like we, you mentioned, Big Drop, like what they've done, they've just they've just completely changed the game, really, when it comes to alcohol-free beer. Um, yeah, I think that's it, and and it means that people don't feel like you said it's successful. People don't feel left out if they don't want to drink. You can still have a great beer you can still talk about it with your friends because it's the same brewery that you visited together last year. Uh, it's the same brewery they're drinking as well. There just happens to be a few percentage points more. Yeah. So it just becomes a lot more accessible. Sean, how have you kind of seen habits change in that, in that regard? I imagine when you first set up, there probably wasn't very much that you could even particularly stock in terms of alcohol-free or even low, low alcohol uh, beers. We, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was sort of um, scoffing of the idea, perhaps, for, to, be, to be brutally honest, uh, for, for some years. We've, we've been open just over seven years now, and um, certainly for... Uh, five, almost six years, I suppose, um, I wouldn't have even considered the idea of stocking something that was uh, no alcohol. And I think uh, Thornbridge changed things in terms of um, um, what what we did with uh, their Zero Five, which was Big Easy, of course, uh, uh, originally. 
And I think that was a, a vital point Robin's mentioned there that uh, when you've got a brewery that is um, so what Big Drop and and, and Nirvana and, and everyone else have done uh, is um, it's great in filling that gap and taking an opportunity. Um, but they were new names and they were difficult still to to, to push and be involved in. Um, but when you've got a brewery that people are very familiar with and somebody subs Jaipur for. Uh, uh, for for 15 years, and then they bang out a, a, a no alcohol beer. Um, that's where things change for us, definitely. So I think that's important. Uh, Robin said that y- yes, you can sit in a pub, and you might be on zero five, and someone else might be on Jaipur, and there's a there's a link. Then there's a link, um, and so that was vital for us. Sam Smiths again came along then in 2020, a little bit out of the blue, perhaps uh, you wouldn't expect a a brewery of, of their nature. They, yeah. they they deliver this sort of small brewery. We've got some Shire horses and uh, ethos, but behind that that ethos is a very smart uh, company there. And uh, they do things brilliantly in terms of how we connect with them as a business to business. And they've, they've jumped on it straight away and, and delivered a really good beer, actually. I've not heard Robin, Robin's thoughts on it yet, but uh, lots of customers buy that beer. And, and, and again, report back really favourably about it. But I think Thornbridge changed things uh, as far as Beer Central was concerned. And then we gave us the confidence then to be able to, to build on that. I think Thornbridge have just done another, um, another uh, Adam uh, would, would probably know the name of it, is a, a, a Thornbridge expert. They've, no, they've, no, done a, just... uh, they've done a collaboration with Honest Brew, so it's not yet available mm-hmm. Uh, to trade in a, um, a wider sense, but they've I've done a collaboration the just in the last few days. I've forgotten its mm. name. I've, I've seen it and, and asked them yeah, about I've it. But it. It's not not yet available, uh, other than um, through Honest Brew, I believe, at the moment and Thornbridge, of course. La- last year, um, Thornbridge as well. They did the they did a milk stout alcohol free. They did. It was their yeah. They did. Yeah, it yeah. Was the first one, wasn't it? Of their is, is it the year of the beer that they? Yeah. Yes. Little by little. Little by little. Yeah. 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 To launch that, to launch that whole thing with that beer, I thought was you know it just showed their intentions and it was a great beer and yeah you, they had it on draft in the pubs as well. It's yeah, really good. I'm dark beers to be the one that is very like a tricky one to get right i think i think oh, people yeah. are hit, hitting that kind of pale ale market i think because <laughs> and i think people are sticking we're sticking with that for a while i mean and i've not always like bringing up brew dog but there were one point maybe a year ago when they they've done nanny state which i nanny, I, I, I always yeah. like nanny state but then all of a sudden they had punk af <clears throat> hazy af they had their like sour blitz af as well and then i think they did a dark one as well like they're all available in like the four packs and stuff so they obviously see some kind of market there as someone who's probably quite a, a bigger craft brewery I suppose. Adam yeah yeah Adam I I, I should apologize to, to brew dog because we, we we stopped nanny state perhaps uh, three four years ago but it was always just to be just to have bunged away in the corner <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, um, it wasn't until Thornbridge knocked out their, their range that things started to perhaps from mm. a retail sense become become more serious but <clears throat> Nanny State I thought was an outstanding beer at the time and I've not had it for a while but I know that I've had lots of no alcohol beers now that are better than, than mm. Nanny State so whether they've changed it or not recently I've not had one I've got to admit but uh, I thought it 
it was a great attempt from them originally. And, uh, but I've had lots of, of better beers since. I'm also interested in, in Adam's beer, um, Gush Ship. Um, what does everyone think from a, a, a sort of sales point of view, marketing point of view, um, in having two beers within your range, um, both with the same name? And I, I know, uh, does it say no alcohol on it, uh, Adam, on the, uh, the end of it? But it, it always brings a bit of confusion uh, about Adam, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This I had one at uh, a New Barrack Tavern. Um, I might have even had it at New Barrack Tavern when we did our, our podcast there, uh, mm. if I was driving, and, and really enjoyed it. But it just seems an odd thing to have, to me anyway, to, to have um, two beers in your range with the same name. Um, but that's obviously uh, trying to ride on the success of the there original are, There are breweries ship. doing that, aren't there? I've seen a couple there of are, breweries are. Yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. It, all, yeah. it also reminds me of a story of when... When yeah, I went on holiday to Sidges uh, in Spain with some friends, we had two weeks in a villa. This is probably about probably about fifteen years ago or something. Um, and we um, we went to the shop to stock up on beer. We must have bought I don't know over a hundred cans of San Miguel. And it's not until we got back, <laughs> having carted it up this long winding road up to this villa at the top of a hill, that we realised that we'd bought all alcohol-free. <laughs> Yeah, we just saw San you're, Miguel and just assumed like it didn't say, exist. You okay at that time. You, you're ahead you're of the game, James. I know why you did it, James. I've got. If you look at the bottle of the zero alcohol um, San Miguel, blue and white stripes, and there's two big eyes, and there's like a V from the. It looks like Ozzy Owl, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's sub, That's it. I was drawn. Alf. I was drawn by um, yeah. Ozzy Owl. It's by the way, Sean, the beer that you were talking about, Thornbridge. It's called Fresh Start. I've just looked it up. Mm. Yes, thank you. That's that's the one. Sorry, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, let's drop time ahead now. Yeah, carry on, Robin. You were going to say something. I was going to say, I think um, what it is, it is obviously funny when you know <laughs> you hear people about getting the wrong beers, but I think Ooh. sometimes like that can that could be people's first like um, experience for alcohol free beer, and like then after that they're like, oh shit, I don't want like I don't want to go back to that anymore that reminds me of that time where i really wanted to just get stuck into the beers by the pool and instead i just got all these alcohol free beers but also go the other way and then you might go actually oh, i accidentally bought the tiny rebel uh pub tropicana and thought it was the real one and actually it's nice and i'm probably gonna buy it again i've remembered what i'm gonna say now it's to do with this um the san miguel thing um Spending quite a lot of time in Spain because my in-laws have a place there. But um, over the last five or ten years, or well, probably five years, I think virtually all of the the lager brands have a, have a zero alcohol now. And I think maybe six or seven years ago, you'd have the odd one. But it feels like you can get in every bar or anything. You they will if you ask for an alcohol beer, they'll give you whether it's Alhambra or whether it's Estrella Dam or Mahu or uh, like I said, San Miguel. They've all got them, and it probably annoying that it comes down to i think their like drink driving like limit is a lot lower than us i think this is almost like a no no tolerance to it so i think if you are going out for a meal it's not it's, it's virtually not worth risking anymore because i think they're a lot tighter than they are over here so i think maybe that's where the, the kind of bigger brands they're probably all owned by the same company anyway but um yeah you find a lot more than you did maybe over five years ago James, I'm interested in in Sitges. Did you did you fill the pool with the the the, the non-alcohol San Miguel's, or did you get through them all? I, I I honestly I wish I could remember, but um, <laughs> I can't. I think we did. 
I think we drank some of them. I think we went back to the shop and, and bought some proper <laughs> beer. And then it became kind of like almost like a mix and match thing that, you know, if, you, if you'd if you had a couple and the sun started to hit you a bit and you were like, mm. I'm going to ease off a bit, I'm going to have one of the alcohol-free ones. So I think it worked quite quite well, actually. It's a good kind of moderator. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I mean, looking so at like it a, now, in hindsight, like, like how, how did we not realise that that meant that it was alcohol <laughs> free for us i think we just thought it was a fancy design on them but anyway does it it was very much kind of it was a lesson learned but it was also like something explored as well it was um it was yeah interesting so right this is obviously first episode we've done after christmas and new year and stuff so normally we i guess we'd probably talk about christmas and we'd talk about new year and best beers we've had and stuff but it feels like ages ago now doesn't it, it just feels like so much has happened since Christmas and everything else. So we are um, obviously we're we're back in lockdown. We're in lockdown three. Um, it it uh, I mean we've had pubs and stuff shut for ages anyway. So it kind of almost feels like water off a duck's back. We just kind of pick ourselves up and get on with it. But um, as we always kind of do at, at this point, kind of going into lockdown, it's just how's everyone? How is everyone doing? Everyone is everyone all right and um, Kind of, you know, coping with uh, with everything. Laura, how uh, how are you getting on with uh, with with lockdown, the third? Um, I think all right. I think I think I'm just kind of resigned to it now. Um, I think I'm sort of I'm a little bit flabbergasted that with the new rules, yet again, pubs have managed to be penalised. When you think, what else can they take away from them? And now you're not allowed to do takeaway from a pub. Um, is uh you know that's a bit of a blow um i think it's i think a lot of the spirit has gone out of people like i've known a lot more people that are really struggling with it this time because you know we kind of thought things were getting better and you get to 2021 and it's like right come on then let's let's crack on with a new year and that's not what's happened so i think people generally have kind of been a bit struck down a bit sooner by um you know the, the darker nights and all of that kind of thing but I'm just trying to see the positives in it and finding myself things to look forward to, uh, sort of uh, like it's my birthday at the end of the month. So we've already made a few little nice at home plans for that. Um, and uh, yeah, just trying to take it one step at a time and um, not let things get too on top of me, really. That that jacket, by the way, makes it look like you've got shoulder pads on. It is quite... It's- I'm taking up a lot more of the screen than I usually do, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's saving me money on my heating bill. So that's good. I've I've got I've got a onesie that I just basically live in all winter. Have done for the last two or three years. That I just absolutely love, and it's just brilliant. And it's really big, thick, kind of fleecy thing that's just super, super warm. Uh, but the problem is, once I'm in it, that's it. I'm like, I, I'm not getting out of this now. I'm just going to have to work wearing this and, and all that kind of stuff. Just can't can't bring myself to um, to get out of it. Good stuff. Everyone else, how are we um, how are we getting on? I think it's been the hardest one. This, so I think you agree. I think it's not. It's kind of knocked the wind out of everyone's sails. I think. Um, I think this is obviously the first week in January is always a bit of a, a like a tough slog to get out of bed for. And uh, I think with what, one day back into school, we're told uh, you know a minute's notice that you are you're going to be a teacher the next day again, like that late that we couldn't even tell Penelope she went to school the next day because you were already in bed. So yeah, so then it's all back to a school teacher and full time working. So. Yeah, bring on the booze. <laughs> Stop the blow. But now it's um I think yeah, we've just got to crack on, haven't we, really? And just um just 
don't lose sight on it. I mean, I've been out a few times today. It doesn't really look like a lockdown to me, but, you know, I think maybe there'll be tighter things on the horizon to kind of try and curb some of that stuff. Um, might be like, I know they are limiting, you know, your outings and stuff, but I still think you can kind of use that to your advantage if you, you know, if you <laughs> if you want to try to, you know, get out more, you could go to the shops and then go for exercise and uh, yeah. class it as two ones. Um, I think that might get, I think we could do with going back to a bit more like lockdown one where it's just a bit, I just don't think we've got the culture for it like some other countries. I think we're just a little bit, a bit, a bit lazy and a bit a bit selfish in some points. And I think that's probably why we're still quite far away from the, yeah, from 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 it ending, I think. But yeah, that's yeah. not very beery, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fair point. And, and I think, I mean, obviously we, we have got, you know, um, vaccine program on the horizon, which gives us at least some kind of, hopefully like an exit point from the whole thing. But you're quite right that, you know, I'm, I'm, just amazed at the number of cars that that are on the road, even just like middle of the afternoon and stuff, and the sort of thing. I'm not I'm not judging anyone, but you kind of think, where are all these people going? What are they doing and stuff? Like you're not doing the school run because kids aren't at school. Like you can't be on your way to or from work middle of the afternoon. Like all these people. So I I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Jim, I think spirit has been broken a bit. James, I, I I can only offer anecdotal evidence in in terms of nothing scientific, but um, I spent a lot of time in, in lockdown, one out delivering and driving around Sheffield and, and that continued, of course, uh, and, and continues again next week. And um, lockdown one, I would say, was uh, exemplary, exemplary be- be behaviour uh, f- from everyone in terms of very few people out and everyone sort of paying attention. And um, lockdown two, I hardly noticed any difference at all in terms of footfall in the city centre and um, road uh, traffic. Lockdown three, uh, definitely, we've only got the evidence from Tuesday, I think it was, um, definitely less people about again. Uh, absolutely, definitely, that's the case. And there have been less cars on the road in terms of our journeys to and from Sheffield over the last week. So, um Lockdown two seems as if that was the throwaway sort of effort. It was just up to Christmas. So people sort of just continue with their general daily lives. But I, I do think there has been just a checking of things um, during lockdown three. And uh, the vaccine programme, of course, has been uh, uh, rolled out um, increasingly over the last week and, and will continue to be so. I thought there was a, the, the most telling thing I heard over the last week or so from Boris was um, the mention of the 5th of April. I know we've got this current lockdown up to half term. I think it's almost bound to continue. And the one thing that will save us all um, is the weather. Um, it's, it, it, it made a massive impact last year. And I think that that's that's going to be the case. If we have a, a really nice warm March, uh, or certainly April, uh, which is Easter, then um, I think almost before the vaccines have the the, the um, countrywide impact, the weather will will intervene. We'll all be outside more, and that made it that that. If you look at the statistics over last summer, um, things dropped to a, an incredibly low level. And uh, the, the the weather, I think, will save us before before anything else. 
the two combined kind of feels like um, <clears throat> that, that hopefully we are yeah, we are going to lose the start of the year, aren't we? Like it, it's, yeah. you can see it kind of <clears throat> fading away in front of us. January, obviously, uh, February, I think we can pretty much write off and probably the majority of March, it's it, we're going to be in some some form or another. But then you kind of think there's, there is that bit more optimism, isn't there, from... Um, <clears throat> yeah from April and there, there may be one of us on this call that has a fairly big birthday coming up in April. So fingers crossed, we'll be uh, aiming to, uh, to, to get away somewhere for, uh, for a few days for, for that. So um, we'll, I guess we'll just have to kind of see how it all goes. Oh, um, uh, am I, am I, am I being silly? Is, it, is this you, James? Is it, it is, are, you yeah. the birth, are you the birthday boy? I, I, big, big I wasn't sure it? there. Is it? Dear, oh mm, dear, oh dear. Well, at least the rest of us have got something to look forward to this year. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you. Lovely. Uh, If we're still in some kind of lockdown by then, we're doing it as a Hopcast episode. That's going to be my uh, birthday, (laughs) my birthday due. Um, uh, Robin, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm coming to you. Can we do it in in, in our onesies? Obviously, that means I would be naked, James, but but I would imagine you'd enjoy wearing your onesie. uh, I'm fine with that, Sean. You know where where the camera off button is, don't you, on your your Zoom settings, as long as you... uh, (laughs) I don't actually know. Um, Robin, I'm intrigued about kind of your, I mean, obviously, um, uh, I, I'm guessing that it was kind of lockdown that, that led to you setting up the, the box service that you've, you've been doing. So kind of your, your thoughts about that. And, and, and my other question to you is, um, best alcohol free beer that you've had and worst alcohol free beer that you've had. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, the, the boxes start, I, I'm a primary school teacher. So, um, I was at home, uh, from that first lockdown. When was that? March, middle of March. Um, and yeah, so I think it was by about May, May half term. I had a, had a week off and I put the, put everything together to try and get this off the ground. And I'd already kind of developed a bit of a following on social media and stuff. So there was already people that were keen for the boxes and yeah, then it just grew, grew from there. And I think, I think you've probably discussed it before, but I think it's gone three ways, hasn't it? Of people's drinking, there was, there was a big spike in people drinking quite a lot. And then, then there's a drop off, I guess. And then people looking for alternatives. Um, so yeah, no, it's been, it's going really well. And, and since then, cause I couldn't really handle it at home anymore, especially when I had to go back to school. Uh, I've then, I now work with, um, a, a uh, online store called Wise Bartender who um, they package all the boxes, they do all the logistics and I kind of choose the beers and do all of the promotion for it and we work together to get those boxes out um, so that's kind of how it's grown over the last, uh, over the last what is it seven months now I think it's been so uh, best and worst beers, wow I don't know, I think I've probably had like I don't know it's been two years, over 300 alcohol free beer so like i tell you what the the best maybe might have been the guinness that was released mm. last year um did you guys get to try that before not yet no it was, it was recalled wasn't it there was yeah. issue with it. No. they had it out for about i think about two weeks um i absolutely love guinness I was, I was like brought up on guinness by my dad like just all of my fond memories of growing up i've got a guinness in my hand um <laughs> And like 
No, from like 1617, not as like a... Like there's a very different story emerging here. So, uh, yeah, so we're still breaking the law at 16 and 17, but that feels comfortable. It was with a meal, Sean, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, And, yeah, so when when they released that, um, uh, and then, then, yeah, I think they... It was quite hard to track down at first, but I just needed to get it, and it it was so good, and it was exactly what I remember... Guinness being like, uh, I know some people have kind of tried tried it side by side, and there is a slight difference in the t- in the tape in the body, I think, more than anything. Um, but like, yeah, for, for for me, it was just yeah, it was amazing. So it was such a shame that it that it went. I was, I literally thought like I don't need to drink any other beers. Like, there's no point me doing these subscription boxes anymore because every month will just be eight Guinness. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it, was, it was fantastic. But I've had some great stuff from all over, all over the world. I've been on, I've been went to Germany and Poland last summer, and that was kind of a bit of a research trip. Um, and what they're doing in, in Poland, alcohol-free, that they seem to be about a year ahead of everyone else when it comes to developments there. Um, worst, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's so there is a lot of bad ones. The big the big brewer European lagers, um, you know, Bex is just not that great, is it? It's an easy one to hate. Um, but there, but yeah, probably that. I'd say that'd Robin, be the one I would I'd avoid. Robin, if if you went into a a, a bar uh, <laughs> and that was the option for the no alcohol. And there were other beers then available that were alcohol. What, what would you do under those circumstances? So, well, na- now I'd, it depends what uh, what the percentage of the other beers were. If there was sort of like a session, like low, mid threes, yeah. under four, You'd go I'd, for probably, that. I'd have a half of that probably. But like yeah. a year ago, I would have had a, I don't know, a cup of tea or a lemonade or something. All right. You know, and that's why, that's why <laughs> I've been, you know, doing this and trying to shout up about these things because mm. it's not good enough that pubs only offer Bex. And, and like you said before, it's, it's so rare now that that's the case. Like, it, it's it been, you know, if you went into a pub now and it only had Bex, you'd be very surprised, I think. They've at least mm. got a brew dog or something. Mm. You, you did touch on something there, which is one of my favourite things. Drinking a cup of tea in a pub is is brilliant. It's such an underrated thing. It reminds me of another story. Uh, I've got all the stories tonight of uh, when this, again, is quite a long time ago. I was DJing in a nightclub and um, the, it was actually- Name the, it, James. Like Come on, name the, name the nightclub. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't exist anymore. Let's put it that the way. DJ name. Um, and um, the <laughs> one of the staff came over and said, "Oh, do you want a drink? What do you want?" And I was like, "Do you know what I what I really want? I want a cup of tea." So I was DJing in a nightclub, so like two a.m. drinking a cup of tea. It was like <laughs> the best the best moment of my entire life. It was uh, it Adam was uh, DJ PG DJ PG uh, <laughs> is what it was called after that. <laughs> one one thing I. Uh... When I stopped drinking, and I, obviously I still love going to the pub, um, was at first, you, you, I don't know, you, there's such, especially a couple of years ago, asking for an alcohol-free beer, you, almost, you, you sometimes did get laughed at, you know. It was such a lowly regarded thing that once you do it a few times, 
like you just you, you don't really care so you don't really care if you ask like i'll just have a cup of tea like <laughs> you're not bothered about what the barman thinks because you know you sell a cup of tea i'll have a cup of tea <laughs> uh, but yeah thank god it's changed now and there's, there's so many like there's nothing people. wrong with that nothing wrong with that no. uh, how many sugars right james how many sugars, James? None, and 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 it's black tea as well. It has to be black tea. I'm all about the Good black grief. tea. Not 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 yeah. into not into that that cow juice stuff. Uh, right, Adam, <laughs> um, how's your uh, ghost ship 0.5 been? It's gone. It's gone. It's 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 aroma. Initial aroma is really good. It's got that really citrusy, and I, I have drunk quite a bit of ghost ship because my in laws are all from down that way, so I could get get through quite a lot. So on the nose, it's quite accurate. But you're still missing out on that body thing. But it's a good beer. It doesn't have that kind of chemically taste. I mean, if you're going to have one, you know, it's widely available. Go and get one. You could, and plus, you get a big bottle so you can mm. you can nurse it for a bit while everyone drinks all, the, <laughs> all their pints. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, I've had it a few times. Like I said, I bought two, in fact, because I thought, well, I'll, I'll have one the time. I'm sure there'll be a day where um, I'll need a day off. <laughs> Was there a deal on? Was there a deal on Adam for buying two? There must have been no. a deal. No. To be well honest, done. actually, like, like in supermarket, I, I, I saw it. Well, they were a bit of money off. I think it were only about one pound ten or something reduced from. It, I, I don't know whether they just got too much of it or something. And thought, yeah, no one's gonna be drinking this in um, in these circumstances. Everyone needs something to take the edge off. And, uh, <laughs> maybe they didn't, but yeah, um, yeah. I think well, I don't know if you well, well stocks it um, independently, but it is widely available in supermarkets. So. Good stuff. Um, Laura and the Rattler. It it bears very little resemblance to beer, but um, it's delicious. It is more like kind of lilty actually. Um, but yeah, I really it's interesting that you mentioned Poland as well, Robin, because I think that's I really really love these this type of drink. Mm. And in Poland, we we went there maybe two years ago, and there are the shelves full of like you know thirty different flavors of them um and they do do um you can get completely alcohol free versions as well in a lot of the kind of bigger lager brands um and yeah i've kind of been on the hunt for them ever since i came back to uh, came back from that holiday it made a really big impression on me um so yeah i was really pleased to find this and uh, i really enjoy them and as as something that's a an option when i don't want to have very much alcohol they're, they're fun like I said, I don't think they're really a beer alternative, to be honest, but I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, the North uh, Dark Lager, um, very, very nice. Actually quite, um, I thought it'd be a little bit sharp, but it's, it's really gentle, very smooth um, and super drinkable. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Dark Lager is something I should uh, give a, a proper try to. And, uh, is it quite malty? Has it got, has it got malty? Really. A little bit malty. Sometimes you're quite malty, malty though. Yeah. I'm not sure because sometimes you do, don't you? But others don't. So. Yeah, it's, it's 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 kind of like just a softer version of a black IPA, I guess. Um, oh, it's really. Yeah, it works really well. Um, Sean, your super salted caramel jam donut, French waffle, maple syrup, whatever it was. Um, how's that? James, but I didn't want to influence you earlier. I've also had the dark lager, and you're right; it's not too malty, and I, I loved it. I thought it. I'm not a it's lager really, it's fan. It's really drinkable, in, in isn't general. it? It really, really uh, loved it. So, uh, uh, thumbs up for that one, definitely. This beer is all gone. 
Uh, and just like the, the other beers that I've had from Mbad are, uh, are, are really are on the money, but without being artificial or created in any way. You do get the soft, subtle chocolate and sort of donutty background. The can's got maybe eight, nine different malts in there. So Umbad, they're not cheating at this. They're not trying to trick anyone. And that is a proper beer. It, it, uh, looking at the can, you could it, certainly with some breweries, you look at those ingredients on the, the front of a can and think that's going to taste very artificial. But this doesn't. It's a proper beer. And it was absolutely delicious. And at 7%, just bang on in terms of mouthfeel as well, um, which I, I always tend to overemphasize uh, in terms of me enjoyment of a beer. But brilliant. They, 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 they know what they're doing down there, definitely. Good stuff. And Robin, what was yours like? Yeah, it was really nice. Um, I think, again, like we said earlier about the, the darker alcohol-free beers have been something that's struggled a bit. But yeah, it had lovely, so yeah, n- nice mouthfeel. Um, it was kind of malty, chocolatey, um, a brown ale, but kind of, yeah, pushing towards maybe more like a, sort of darker stout um yeah really really nice i had it a few times now i i sent it out in the boxes um before christmas and they went down really well as well um yeah really really lovely winter beer good stuff good stuff right one last thing for us to do and that is our beer selfie um grab your cans bottles and whatnot uh and uh give it a little uh little hold up there we go. That's good. And that's going to wrap us up. So um, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks time. Um, happy New Year. Um, keep your head up through lockdown. I know it's it's difficult times at the moment, but um, as, as Sean quite rightly points towards, we've got the summer fast approaching. It, it will be here before we know it and uh, lots of stuff to look forward to during the summer. So um, keep your heads up and we will see you in a couple of weeks. See you then. Hi. <laughs> Leave that really late one in. <laughs> <laughs>